Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Caught Zach by surprise there. He didn't know we were starting yet. Faraz and Zach are here. We're talking wide receivers. We're talking tight ends. Going into week eight, we'll be skimming through our rankings, talking matchups uh, to hopefully help you make some decisions going into Sunday. Uh, interesting game last night uh, between the Steelers and the Titans. Will Levis looked pretty good in the first half. You know, calmed down a bit in the second. But overall, I think he looked pretty good, especially given the Steelers' offensive line issues. A couple offensive linemen went down early. Um, if the Titans got the win yesterday, like you're like, all right, like they're definitely keeping him in over Tannehill, right? Um, it's still a bit of an unknown at this point. I- I'm still assuming Tannehill won't be ready next week either, so I-, I think he'll have another shot regardless. Um, but like, I don't know, man, it seems apparent that Tannehill isn't the guy right now, right? And, and Levis is showing that he has something there. Yeah, he's shown that he has something that Tannehill doesn't. It's youth and it's intrigue and it's everything that you want moving forward for a franchise that's now three and six or they three and five. I don't know. They're multiple games under 500. I don't think the Titans are going anywhere this year. There's no reason to put Tannehill back out there like he's going to save your season. Even if you would make the playoffs, you would squeak in. Like there's no reason to put Ryan Tannehill out there. I'm letting Will Levers ride. I don't care what anybody says. Sure, Ryan Tannehill might not be ready next week, but. T- Levis should be the guy moving forward for the rest of the season, I think. Because like you mentioned, did he look great? 
No, but he looked good enough. <laughs> you know, that was as good a performance as you could really ask for, given everything that was going on. It was like another sloppy game. It's always a sloppy game on Thursdays. I don't know why, but um, yeah. We, oh, I know why. Seen- because it's the Steelers and the Titans. That's why. Oh yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was just tough. I mean, Will Levis, he had at the end of the day, you know, outside of the interception, if he had thrown a touchdown, you know, we would be having a different conversation here. Like, okay, this is a guy that could potentially be you know, a starter on a weekly basis. I still think that's the case, but he didn't have four touchdowns this week like he had in his debut. I was kind of expecting him to come down to earth a little bit. It happened. I think moving forward, you don't have to worry about it. The Steelers, they were a good matchup for wide receivers, but it was just an off game overall. It looked like DeAndre Hopkins was going to be on his way to a big game, but then things just cooled off, like you mentioned, in the second half. Yeah, he almost threw for 200 yards in the first half. Um, and DeAndre Hopkins, you know, had, you know, a good amount of yards at the half, I think 50 yards at the half or something close to it. Um, right. And then, you know, second half wasn't as great. Um, on the Steelers side, you know, this Najee Harris, Jalen Warren thing is truly kind of what we saw from Zeke and Pollard last year, right? Like Najee getting some more volume, not as efficient, although he was fine last night. Um, and then Warren taking his 14 touches for over 100 yards. Uh, probably a good time to like potentially, you know, put Warren into like a little package or something, you know, in a trade. Obviously you still want to keep him because he's a elite um, you know, he's an elite handcuff. But right now he's no more than like an RB3 or a flex play. Um so he can become someone you can, you know, throw in a package after this game to go get your guy, you know. Um yeah. Kenny Pickett, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you who will levels look better than Kenny Pickett. Um, he, he threw for only 138 yards in this game. Deontay Johnson had 90 of those receiving, uh, seven catches on nine targets, 30% target share three games. Now, since Deontay has been back, he's taken over 30% target share over these three games compared to 18% for George Pickens. Uh, I did politely ask you guys to trade Pickens away before Deontay came back. And I hope you did. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please take a moment to do that. The more people we have subscribed, the better this podcast can get straight up. All right. The more five-star reviews we have, the better as well. So if you could do that, that'd be awesome. And it would help us provide you the best content that we can. It really helps us out. So if you can take a moment, we'd really appreciate it. Is, uh, is this door closed on George Pickens, Deontay Johnson situation, or, you know, is, is, do you think Pickens, is, is this really a, a product of, the quarterback situation, the offense just not being able to support two wide receivers here. Is is that what the real issue is? And, you know, Deontay Johnson's the guy that they, they need to get the ball to, but like, you know, maybe a more capable quarterback, more capable offense can potentially, you know, have both these guys continue to be fantasy relevant every week. Yeah. More capable quarterback, more capable offense. I'm leaning into that there that George Pickens would be fantasy relevant, you know, but when you have an offense like this, you're only throwing for a hundred some yards a game. It's just not going to be, something that you're going to be able to work with with George Pickens moving forward because Deontay Johnson, sure, could production swing Pickens' way every once in a while? Yes. But the usage, the utilization, the targets, I don't think they're really ever going to swing to George Pickens for an extended period of time, if at all. Because Deontay Johnson came back. I know, we've been pounding the table. Deontay Johnson, he's a target earner, this, that, the other. And we gave George Pickens on this podcast, you know, we gave him props. We were like, all right, you had some targets in the game where Deontay Johnson played. But he still wasn't 100% Deontay Johnson in that game. Now he's been 100% these past two weeks. He's completely dominating the target share. I have no worries at all about Deontay Johnson. It's going to be George Pickens now that you're going to be dealing with, do we put him in or not? You know, it's going to be like that Gabe Davis situation because 
One week, he'll have a great game, and it could come on very minimal targets. And in other games, he'll get high amount of targets, maybe, at least compared to what he usually gets, and he'll have a quiet game. He's just going to be a really frustrating player moving forward. Uh, all of my takeaway here is that Deontay Johnson looks good. He finally scored that touchdown that he's been waiting to have since, was it 2021? <laughs> Last time he got yeah. in the end zone? They said it was Ben Roethlisberger. Like, that's just crazy. It is crazy. It is crazy. Good for him, though. You know what this is called, guys? Regression. He had all those targets last year. We talked about it all offseason, right? Like, you know, there's no way he was going to get those type of targets and not get the touchdowns that come with it. Um, It's very possible we see a situation where he's just getting touchdowns all year long because of the fact that he just didn't get them last year and he's getting the same number, he's the same amount of volume, right? right? So, you know, we'll see what happens moving forward. A few injury updates going into the weekend. DK Metcalf practiced on Wednesday in full. He did not practice on Thursday. Something to monitor. Let's see what his Friday status looks like. Aaron Jones still limited, you know, means he'll likely be in a limited number of my lineups this week. I don't trust him until he gets that full practice. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really, you know, frustrating with Aaron Jones not getting these full practices in. He had a, yeah. he had a red jersey on, non-contact jersey on, on Wednesday in practice. Like, really? Is you know what I'm saying? Worse? Like, is that where uh, we're what at? What is happening here? What is happening here? Like, that's a step backward. Like, was he wearing that the whole time? Like, the fact that they made it, I, don't, that, I, don't I, think I haven't so. been paying attention really to what jersey he's been wearing in practice. We've known he's been limited, but if he wasn't wearing a non contact before, like, what kind of move is that? Like, that just doesn't. And why signal. is it non contact? Like, usually you see a non contact for like a shoulder injury, you know, not an ankle, well, right. not a hamstring. I mean, you know, like, what is this? I, I don't know. Anyway, moving forward, Jerome Ford still limited as well. Really tough to say how this backfield is going to shake out this week. Like, if you had to choose, like, it's a good matchup against Arizona, right? Obviously, but like, if you had to choose one running back to start from the Browns, who would it be against Arizona between him and Kareem Hunt? Okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, I'm not going to overthink this one. You know, we were talking about Ford missing a few games this time last week with a high ankle sprain, and he ended up playing against the Cardinals. Not against the Cardinals, the Seahawks on Sunday last week. He was limited in that game, but... Even with one and a half ankles, you know, Strong was as still part of a three-way split. There was no clear leader. There was three running backs, Kareem Hunt, uh, Pierre Strong, and Jerome Ford. If the Browns aren't willing to give Kareem Hunt or Pierre Strong a larger workload with Ford playing at less than 100%, I don't think there's really going to be a case for that happening moving forward once Ford is healthy. You know, Hunt, he's been scoring touchdowns, though. It's close. So, you know, he's been fantasy relevant the past couple of weeks. But I'm going to go with Ford here based on what I think will be a clear advantage he'll have in terms of volume in a strong matchup, like you mentioned, against the Cardinals. All right, there it is. Um, speaking of the Cardinals, Amari DiMercato missed practice on Wednesday and Thursday with a toe injury. If he doesn't go, Keontae Ingram would likely be the back that replaces him. But I'm not sure I would put him in my lineups this week in a tough matchup against the Browns, uh, only if you're super, super desperate. Kyler Murray's off the injury report. Uh, we still don't know if he's starting this weekend, though. Uh, stay tuned for that. We'll see. Um, if he does play, he's my QB 14 for the week. We'll see. And in like this week with all these buys, with all good quarterbacks on buys, like if you want to throw him in your lineup, go for it. 
Matthew Stafford still. Yeah, I hope so too, dude. I hope so for my Trey McBride shares, my Hollywood Brown shares, uh, James Conner. You know, there's a couple <laughs> fantasy relevant guys here. You know, Michael Wilson. Yeah. Like, what if he pops off? You know, at some point with Kyler Murray, you never know. You never it's, know. The whole dynamic could change. Hundred percent. He Michael Wilson is dealing with a little bit of injury though. Just keep that in mind. But this is more for his <laughs> prospects once Kyler Murray's back. Right. Matthew Stafford still hasn't practiced. Uh, my guess is that he won't play this week. You know, they have the bye coming up, right, in week 10. So mm-hmm. if I were them, I would, you know, especially since it's just a sprain and he can be, he's day to day. Their head coach did also say that he's not a candidate for IR. So that's good. Um, my guess is that they're going to shut him down until after the bye. So in two weeks, right. you'll see him. I'm still starting Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua, right, as top 18 options, like both of them. Right, it, it is what it is. Like, you know, we can assume that Cooper Cup is going to be the guy, but like Pukadoku has also seen a very high target share, like over the last several weeks. Right, so, right. um, but you want it's it's tough. It's a lot of unknown here. Uh, Brett Rippian coming in, it's just not great. But you know, I'm still starting both these guys. Right. Do you have the sense that one of these guys could have a game where it's just like they're quiet? I mean, I know they both had a quiet game. Oh yeah, last week 100%. in Dallas. But like, could it be one of those situations what I'm where you know, actually? Yeah, 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 that's where you're at. Because it's like it could be Cooper Cup, it could be Puka Nakua. I don't know if I trust Brett Rippon to support two top 18 right. wide receivers. We're gonna have them both ranked there just based on what we've seen from this offense. I still think they're gonna be a pass first, but. You know, Brett Rippon is a completely different animal than Matthew Stafford. So for me, one of these guys is on thin ice. You just don't know who it's going to be, but you can't not start them with the production that they've had. We're we're both ranking them as top 18 guys, but we're not expecting both of them to finish in the top 18, right? If that yeah. makes sense. We, you know? we, can't, we can't tell you which one might get the short end of the stick this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we do have, I think both of us have Cooper Cup ranked higher though. Um, so, you know, yeah, and, and we'll get there soon. I guess, I guess, I mean, I guess, obviously, I don't know. Josh Palmer didn't practice on Thursday. It was his final practice, uh, first, I'm sorry, final practice, final practice of his career, first practice of the week. Um, so who knows what his status is? He did have to leave the game last week. Not sure if it's, if he aggravated that knee or not, uh, but it's possible that he doesn't play this week. Uh, to be honest, I'm like, you probably want to bench him anyway against the Jets, you know, especially with him, you know, given that knee injury. Right, really, really yeah. tough matchup. So, it is what it is. That Drake London really, hasn't practiced. Really tough. <laughs> brutal, brutal. Michael Carter, then <laughs> uh, this is the defensive back Michael Carter who mans the not nickel the for the Jets. Yeah. You're not the, not the, yeah. They have two Michael Carters on their team. Do you remember when the Jets sure. had a Lamar Jackson? Yes. Well, was it Lamar Jackson? And they said it was Lamar Jackson. Somebody somebody had yeah. a Lamar Jackson, and I remember they put it up. He went on IR or something. They put Lamar Jackson going to IR, and everyone yeah was up yeah. Really, I think I think I had think a little context. Adam there. Schefter, Adam Schefter tweeted that I think if I'm not mistaken. So I was like, <laughs> "Come on, dude!" Right. Um, but yeah, he's he plays for the Panthers now. He was an undrafted free agent uh, on the Jets last year. Um, so yeah, the, Michael Carter II. He he's a he's a nickel corner. He's also playing very well as well. So you know the you know the, the nickel was like the the spot. And, you know, Ceedee Lamb dominated against the Jets out of the slot. So it's like it, you know it really depends what you play. But Josh Palmer isn't Ceedee Lamb. Right. Drake London hasn't practiced on Wednesday or Thursday with a groin injury. Uh, very possible that he misses this week. And Taylor Heineke uh, would be potentially down one of his weapons. It's a good matchup for him, but like he would be downgraded as well if if London can't go. Uh, my guess is that they're going to keep London out. It's a soft tissue injury. You don't really want to mess around with it. 
Uh, I think Kyle Pitts would definitely get an upgrade, though, if London misses. Okay. And we're going to get to where we have Kyle Pitts ranked uh, in our tight end rankings in this episode. Damian Pierce missed two practices this week with an ankle injury. If he misses, Devin Singletary would be a low-end RB2 start for me this week against the Bucs. Uh, not a matchup to necessarily like avoid. Like they're allowing over four yards per carry. They're allowing more than five catches per game to the running back position. So not bad, not bad. So you could throw him in your lineup if you really need the running back help. Darren Waller will not play this week. He's already ruled out. You know, get him out of your lineup. It is possible that he goes on IR. Uh, that news will probably drop uh, on Saturday if that does end up happening. The hope is that if he's going to be put on IR, like put him on IR now, and yeah, not like let us know. <laughs> let us or like you know not like let him be out this game and then decide next week to put him on ir because then he's, he's gonna have to miss right. more games yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you want him you want that to happen now if it's gonna happen 2400 sports is an odyssey company 